You're tuning into this week's Revival Recap. Let's hear what's happening in the life of our church. Well, welcome to Revival Recap. This is Eddie Tate, and here with our senior leader, Joaquin Evans. And we're going to go over and discuss last weekend's Father's Day service. Um, it was such a great message. It was just a great, timely message for fathers. And it kind of seemed like you had this theme building up over the last several weeks where it felt like all of it was about the father and the nature of the yep. father building up to it. Was that intentional? Uh, it became intentional. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the first message going back uh, several re- weeks was just what I felt was on my heart mm-hmm. at that time. And then uh, people started asking some key questions. You know, uh, that message was uh, the father's arms are still wide open. And, and, uh, <clears throat> and I, and then and and so, but in there I made a statement about uh, God, allowing God to love me well and how that yes opened up all these realms of the miraculous and breakthrough and and then people asked a lot of questions on that so then that that spurred the next message uh, about the the uh, affection uh, versus approval uh, message and then so just pondering that it just more kept developing in my heart so it became. A series, if you yeah. will, but it just started with the one message that developed into the series. Yeah. yeah, and I know, I know myself and you. We've talked about this in the past, but I've talked to a lot of speakers that sometimes something may be going on internally in you. That's where you're preaching from. Sometimes it's your community or what's going on in the atmosphere that kind of is drawing a message out of you that God's trying to speak. Sure. Do you feel like even in maybe this season that we've been in that people have kind of been leaning in and pulling on that. I need the stability of father right now. Do you think that may have been part of what's going on? Yeah, I think it's both, both ends. I think people needing that, but the father really wanting people to know that he's there for that because, so uh, so this last weekend would have actually been, uh, the fourth, the fourth Mm -hmm. message in, in the series. And the one before that about, um, you know, when God hovers, you know, I opened that one with talking about, and that was our first service back uh, after, you know, the extended time off in the pandemic, uh, the the protests and the, the racial unrest were really fresh. Right. And I was like, God, what am I supposed to speak into this season? It was such, you know, a mix of emotions and things going on. And, uh, you know, as I explained, it wasn't that I, I got a prompt of talk about this or release this or people need this. It was literally, I felt the emotion, uh, the experience of him coming and hovering over us as a community. And then the message developed out of that. But it was, it was, the impetus was from the father. It was him saying, I want people to know this is my heart, like feel my heart and then communicate that. So both people pulling on that, Mm -hmm. needing that, and the father just wanting people to know how good he is and how, how near he is. Uh, especially in in this season. Yeah, I love that too. His nearness, our awareness of his nearness actually brings comfort in these seasons, which is great. Absolutely. Um, You made the statement, you don't just need, we don't just need good fathers. We need a movement of fatherhood. I love that because I think sometimes we, we think of it's up to a person or a couple of people's responsibility to make mm-hmm. a change. Mm-hmm. And you're more pointing out that, no, we need to actually have a movement mm-hmm. of fatherhood. Yeah. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Yeah, well, that really was birthed out of the dream that I shared that was super vivid dream. Uh, it was a lot of years ago at this point, but being at the Lincoln Memorial right. and, you know, I talk about the message and, and 
feeling like I'm literally receiving uh, an impartation and I'm getting like electrocuted and and uh, and then there was a movement of people uh, at the at the memorial and on the arc of electricity coming off it said uh, the anointing of the forefathers yeah but in the dream you know how understanding like so I right. look back and I see a group of people but I knew in the dream that it represented a movement and that language and so uh, that really is birthed this thing of like what is it what does it look like to have a movement of fatherhood not just yeah. and yes uh, that starts with having good individual fathers mm -hmm. But really, I think fatherhood captures um, a, a heart perspective, not just uh, you know, not just a biological relationship, um, but fatherhood captures a heart perspective, which is represented from the father, from our heavenly father. So, and biological fathers are supposed to carry that. But what does it look like when a society carries that, or a whole group of yeah, people carry so that? Good. And I feel like that anointing wow. of the forefathers, you know, I talk about that, you know, you can look back and, and not everything that they did uh, was perfect and, and even, you know, slavery in those early days. But what they had um, was they had this, this givenness in their service. Like I'm serving this country because I believe in this budding, this budding country that's forming its identity. And I want to sacrifice to serve. Right. It wasn't like, I, I get the most cushy job. I get, you know, the most benefits. I get this is for this is for my political image. It was like, no, back then it was a sacrifice, you know? And so they they sacrificed to serve for the betterment of others. Right. And I feel like as now we're when we're talking movement, I feel like we've gone away from that as a nation. Uh even, you know, uh, churches to embrace that more. So when we catch a movement of that heart of God, yeah. and that movement can be reflected in men, women, in a whole yes. company of people. Yes. So that's what I mean about the movement of fatherhood. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Kind of going to skip ahead a little to my questions, but you'd actually mentioned that it's it's actually fatherhood actually happens can happen in a community, yeah. which I love that you address that because so many times men carry the responsibility like you're the father, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, a lot of that idea of what fatherhood is, is captured not only in a person, but in a family unit, in a community unit, yeah. in a national, like yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, I love how you, you spoke to that. How do you think um, practically we as a community or we as people could begin to see changes in how we approach fatherhood mm -hmm. like not just the individual but how do we actually see change yeah to where that movement starts to happen yeah you know i think it's it's capturing the essence of what what fatherhood is and of course it we keep saying it but it goes back to to men being great fathers yeah. like you you're not going to have a great fathering society or community if the men aren't taking lead in that and representing that well but you know there's some there's some attributes of you know a and I talk about some of those in the message but you know a father is all the things that we would know right off you know a provider and a protector yeah uh, and all those things but also a, a father uh, is an encourager and a vision caster and 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 a father and what I really hit on was a, a father a real, real father sacrifices for that vision, 
for that protection, not just right. when it's convenient, not just when it's easy. And a father sees sees uh, sees further ahead for their child, has more vision for their child than the child has for themselves. Yeah. And those are the dynamics that a whole whole group of people can embrace. Yeah. You know, men, women, teachers, pastors, it doesn't matter. But when we start to embrace that, I have more vision for you than you have for yourself. And I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to cast that vision for you. And I'm going to help you break down every wall of, you know, doubt and fear and unbelief that's between you and that vision. And I'm going to do it at a level where I'm actually sacrificing. Right. Whatever it is, my comfort, you know, my time, my finances, I'm sacrificing so, for you to come into your into your destiny. That's when we're moving into a corporate level of, yeah. of fathering. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And it feels like it addresses kind of how sometimes we can approach people is, how are you a threat to me? What can I gain from you compared to mm. what do I see in you? Mm. How do I see you actually propelling you into who you're yeah. supposed to be? Which those are those, you know, those counter things are all the those are all uh, attributes of the orphan spirit. Yeah. And wow. you know, yeah. like this wow. message, this message is a Father's Day message for our church. But but really, part of that pulling on that that dream, God is God is building something now. He's building something here. But the end that end result of like. Having more vision for your children? Well, how much vision does God have for us and for his church? But but I really believe that God, that that Lincoln Memorial, that like God wants us at a national level. Like, yes. like what does our leadership so in good. government look like when it starts to embrace that? But those attributes that you just talked about of what can I get out of this for myself? How are you a threat to me? Those are all things that we see that are prevalent. In yeah. government leader and leadership yeah. right now, yeah. But when when a movement of fathering starts to come in, <laughs> not the orphan oh, spirit, and starts to displace that, it's no longer about how are you a threat to me? What can I get out of this? But it's it's what vision, what what does God see on you? What yeah. what is available, and how can I encourage you? And, and how can we break down every uh, divine wall together? I mean, the sky is the limit of of. Yeah what a society can accomplish in that place. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first got Bethel in my world, mm-hmm. one of the first statements I ever heard kind of coming out of the house of Bethel and even our house is, you know, we want our ceiling to be your floor. And it's just that idea that whatever we've established, whoever we are, we want to see you go farther. Yeah. We want to be the place that you actually go from, yeah. which is such a core value of that fathering mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea that that's kind of a, a mantra of ours, so to speak, yeah. but just seeing that actually produced. And I love how you said in a community, people walk into the church and they just feel it. Yeah. They feel that I can do anything here. Yeah. I love that. And we can do anything here. And, you know, I think it really, really, really gets tested. The rubber hits the road when uh, when people start to outgrow you. <laughs> yeah. and what and like what does that look like? How how do you how do you respond? And like that's a test that's going to continually be coming up before us. You yeah. know, uh, you know, young people that that we're sowing into and raising up when they start to outgrow us, we'll really find out how much of the father <laughs> the father anointing is really. It's really honest, you know? 
I feel like I've lived that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So you talked about, I love how you talked about how the earthly father is the representation of the heavenly father. And it's really the first representation that a child should have. But then you also talked about the repeated consistency. Actually, it creates neural pathways for children to actually translate that into the relationship with the father. It's so powerful. And we don't, you know, we don't always realize the really the spiritual impact and the importance of that role. And, and, you know, I go into God can win with whatever hand he's dealt. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, if, if you hadn't, haven't had the best story or, or image of a father, like it's not the end of the story. Yeah. Uh, you know, the message goes into all that, but the, that dynamic of by God's design, like we got, we got to realize that God actually created it this way. Like he created fathers and mothers and he created this dynamic where, where that, that young child learns about the nature of that, that fatherhood, not just a father, but what fatherhood looks like from their earthly father. Yeah. And then as they begin to, to, to grow into their own, um, uh, maturity and independence, and that relationship does get transferred to the heavenly father. And it doesn't define the heavenly father, but it does play a part in defining how we interact with the heavenly yeah. father. Yeah, so so if it's easy to jump in your in your earthly daddy's lap, then it will be easy to jump in your heavenly father's lap. Yeah. And if you can find forgiveness easily in your earthly father, then you'll be looking for that. It'll be easy to find it in your heavenly father. Yeah. And and vice versa, if those things aren't present there in then you have to. Then you may have to wrestle, or you may have to get counseling, or inner healing. Like you'll have to make adjustments to connect with right. those places in the heavenly Father, and he he will do it. Uh, but it's such a beautiful, beautiful role that that we have as as earthly fathers. As earthly fathers. Yeah. Um, one side of it that I was thinking about during your message, which I'd love for you to just touch on really quick, is there's also the the responsibility that the father has, and I know sometimes you'll hear fathers mention well, I made a mistake or I haven't done well. And so they almost begin to disqualify themselves and create distance because they feel like they've made so much of a mistake that they can't repair it, where we know that's not true. You hear of so many stories of restoration because the fathers come back. Mm -hmm. Could you just talk to that a little bit? Like men that actually carry either shame or disqualifications Mm -hmm. in themselves because of something they've done or even a pattern they created. I'm super glad that you brought that up, actually, because it's not something that I really got into in the message, um, but I but I wanted to, and that that's for the fathers who felt like they haven't done well, and and shame, shame is if you look at the way shame works in our life, it's actually the anti-anointing. It's the opposite of the anointing because. Because shame makes us doubt our ability. Shame makes us uh, stagnant and immobile. Shame steals our confidence. Like it's literally all the opposite of what the anointing does. Wow. wow. <laughs> the anointing Jeez. activates us, makes us feel confident, makes us feel capable. Uh, all those things, uh, our faith, shame is the opposite of all those. Wow. It's literally like the anti anointing. It's and it's so crazy, which is why it's one of the biggest tactics of the enemy. Yeah. And so I say that because if you're a father and you feel like you haven't done things great, and the reality is that we all have been there or we'll look back at places and be like, wish I'd done it later. 
But what I would say to you is don't let shame immobilize you. So whatever time your 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 son might be in his 60s, mm-hmm. but you still have if you're still breathing and they're still breathing, there's some time left for restoration. Don't let shame rob the years that you do have. So good. And your your I mean your child might be a teenager or, the, or in the 40s or like I said in your 60s, whatever it is. Utilize. say those things but don't let shame rob you from the time that you do have now because when we come in humility uh i made a post the other week but i made a statement about humility moving mountains that that when you come in humility that has the ability to tear down walls like nothing else yeah just the ability to say you know what i'm sorry i didn't get some things right I didn't do well here. I recognize that now. Will you forgive me? I want to have a chance to make this better. Like that humility in in a moment or a short period of time can tear down decades of pain and hurt and walls. But shame will tell us that it can't. Shame will tell us it's too late. Shame will tell us there's, there's not enough time to reconcile. Don't let shame win. Break that yes, off. So good. go after your sons, even if they're sixty. If you're still alive, they're still alive. There's time. Let them know. Yeah, so. that's so good. And I think even just the reality that you know, as as a son or a child that may not have had the right or a poor example of a father, that we can actually have that instant. God mm. can come and do healing. Yes, or it's, daughters. I'm saying yeah. sons, but your, so, yeah, your exactly. children. But absolutely. then the same thing on the father's side. It's like sometimes as a father, we feel like we made a mistake. We've got to do so much work to repair. And it's like, no, God can do the same with us. In an instant, he can provide the healing between both of us, even in our own yes. hearts. Yes. And it's just that reality that he can do what he does instantly. Yeah. It takes the willingness of us to say, I'm here. Yeah, I want to do it. That humility opens the door, and we've we've seen it so many times. Oh, God's man. done amazing, <laughs> amazing uh, restorative work because that's that's who He is. That's that's what He does. He makes He makes beauty from ashes, yes. and He is He is the Redeemer, and so we just we need to let Him do that work. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. Well, I love it. That message is dear to my heart. You know, I have a soft spot for men and for fathering. <laughs> Absolutely. And, Um, I just appreciate how you lead and how you've encouraged us to really just see fatherhood as more than just a job from a person, but actually a movement Mm -hmm. that we should all Mm -hmm. partner step into. So, so good. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the Revival Recap from this last Father's Day message. If you want more information on the church or just to see more of what we're doing, you can go to BethelATX.com mm-hmm. and get as much information there. You've got our YouTube channel and our Facebook pages as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, Joaquin. So good. God bless you guys. Thank you. Bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. For more of our podcasts and other resources, visit BethelATX.com.